You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Say what? 32 here at their own 33. Just underway, Chiefs show up blitz. Pressure on, and Bridgewater will be sacked. He goes down, spun to the ground for a loss. Back at the 26-yard line, Melvin Ingram with the sack and a loss of seven. Long count this time by Mahomes. Noah Gray comes in motion to the near side. Mahomes turning left, steps up, being rushed. He's going to scramble, angling to the right. He's at the 5-4-3-2, angling far front pylon. Touchdown! Kansas City, a scramble of 10 yards and a touchdown for Patrick Mahomes. Snap to Bridgewater, back to throw, against the pocket, deflected, intercepted, intercepted by Sorensen at the 40, he's at the 50, and breaks a tackle, Sorensen at the 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Kansas City, the second consecutive year that Dirty Dan Sorensen has had a pick six against the Broncos. Two weeks off, nothing changed record-wise in the loss category. I'm in trouble because I'm going to have to purchase a shirt for Turkey Leg Man north of the river. I'm not a Lannister, but I'm a Lycans. And I gotta pay my debts, and we're we're trending towards having to pay for two shirts and take a photo of it. I'm not mad about it. How could you be? I mean, it's not there yet. There's two big games left to really decide the AFC West. But again, I think two weeks ago our main narrative was. You're not that far away from winning your division. That's definitely a conversation to be had. Two weeks ago, again, we haven't had this show for two weeks. Red Reaction Show, Nick Price, Dusty Likens, not our show, it's yours, 913-576-7610. Buffalo, New England are playing in a game in which, again, the Chiefs sit back and watch. And me personally, I want New England to win tonight. A lot of people were saying they wanted Buffalo to win because of statistics or whatever you may think about it. But I think if New England can win, then Buffalo can win the next time they meet in like three weeks. It's like they both play each other, week off, play each other, right? So when you look at the Chiefs, Red Reaction Show, 913-576-7610, not our show, George J. Southland, Toast Service, text line, same number, 913-576-7610. It's interesting when you look at where the Chiefs were two weeks ago and where they're at now, okay? Um, just to try to rewind where we were at two weeks ago, we we were myself raising our hand and apologizing to Steve Spagnuolo and this defense. We're over that, right? Like, I'm not going to apologize to Daniel Sorensen. He did his job. 
Congrats. Although I will say that if somebody like Daniel Sorensen takes one to the house and does that celebration, you, you just deserve a loss. Dan Sorensen with the sealer. The last audio bit you heard in that open. The thing about this is when it comes to two weeks from where we were at to where we're at tonight, Chiefs continue to win. And it's all about numbers. And it's not direct numbers, but again, that's five in a row for the Chiefs. Not uncharted territory. This coming from Matt McMullen of the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City now has at least five or at least one five-game winning streak in all nine seasons of Coach Reed's tenure. No other team has done that. So all these numbers that we're watching and all this stuff has almost been predicted. Even though earlier on in the season when I was trying to let people know that it doesn't matter what you do in the first two months, obviously you must stay relevant, but it's November and December. And the Chiefs haven't lost in either one of those months. 20-3 and now after a bye for Andy Reid. So next year the number will be different. The win number, not the loss. Surprise, surprise. So a win after the bye. Another thing Andy Reid has done and continues to do. Mahomes still doesn't know what it's like to lose to Denver. Denver was the team that Mahomes made his debut against. You remember the Albert Wilson game? 10 for like 140. They put Tyler Bray in. Then they had to put Patrick Mahomes Back in, and it was like foreshadowing 101 for the Kansas City Chiefs and exactly where they're at right now. They're 8-4. and 8-4. and four. I get it. 3-4 and four makes you a little bit nervous. And you rewind the clocks back, and you hear Nick Price and I say, Monday night, let's just win these four and see how they do. And then last time we were on, I said, go Jake Taylor. Win the whole effing thing. I didn't mean literally, but maybe they do. 11.2. That's the most important number that we get into tonight. Before we take your calls on the Red Reaction Show, sponsored by our friends at Hellsburg Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations. Again, the number that we talk about, the biggest number, is 11.2. That's how many points... They're averaging giving up. They are now a top 10 scoring defense. They have completely flipped the script. They have gone full makeover. The old Chiefs are dead on defense. There is a new Kansas City Chiefs team. But if you go over this five-game winning streak, they gave up nine to Denver, nine to Dallas, 14 to Vegas, seven to Green Bay, I get it, Jordan Love, and 17 to the Giants. The Giants were the ones that scored 17. Hadn't quite figured it out. Everyone was like, well, that was weird. That game was closer than we thought. Well, that's because they didn't have to play their best game. They held the Giants to 17. They scored more than 17. They won. They've only given up double-digit points twice in five weeks. Those are things that you have to come to yourselves about and be like, you know what? It's real. It's legit. You can stop worrying about it. 11.2. Average points the last five weeks in the Chiefs all of a sudden, again, are leading in the West. They're a Super Bowl contender. They're sitting back and watching their main competition on a Monday night 
with a nice bourbon in their hand, a smile on their face, and nobody is smiling as we get into one great number more than Chiefs running back Darrell Williams, who we will talk about a little bit later in the show. But Chiefs running back, according back, according to Field Yates of ESPN, Chiefs running back Darrell Williams, who has really stepped up for the team this season, surpassed 700 yards from scrimmage this season, which gave him an incentive of $250,000. So cheers to Darrell Williams. Cheers to this Chiefs team. Cheers to you that have hold, held on. And cheers to the text line. Mike in Blue Springs, take it away. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, I think that the offensive woes, I mean, it pretty much just goes to example of what Andy Reid did going into the half, right? You got, you got Pat Mahomes, we're, up, we're only at seven. You got like a minute, what, minute ten left on the clock, and they are deciding to just take it into halftime. I mean, I just don't understand why he's playing so conservative. And, I mean, I'm, is it because the defense is playing so well? I mean, we got all this talent on offense. And we have the ability to put up all these points, but I don't know. I just feel like he's he's holding back. We're just not seeing as much motion on on the offensive line as we used to. I don't know. I just kind of want to gather your thoughts about that. Yeah, Mike. Thanks for the phone call. A lot of people were concerned with that. I believe there was a little bit over. I think there was a minute nine, like he said on the clock. Two timeouts, and I believe they had the ball inside the twenty. Trying to go forward. I listened to Patrick Mahomes on the drive today with Carrington Harrison. You can do that every Monday at 2.15. And then once again later after 5 o'clock in the show on 610 Sports Radio every Monday with Carrington Harrison, Patrick Mahomes. And he talked about that. And he had mentioned that, A, it was windy and the wind was blowing in the direction that they were going. So they would have to fought the wind. They didn't really want to throw the ball. That What they were trying to do was get like a nice big burst run play, then kind of evaluate where they were on the field and then go from there. The other thing that also defended that is that the defense wasn't going to give up anything that entire night. And, and I'm going to get into it in a little bit. And, and there's a reason why I think that, but to answer your call, Mike, I think the reason why they didn't, you know, move forward is that they didn't really feel the necessity or the, I don't know, the pressure of having to really go down the field with a minute nine with going to get a against win. If you're watching the game tonight, you can see how win can affect the game. Obviously the one in Monday night football, a little bit more absurd, but the, the drive that they had with the end of the half, they knew they were getting the ball back. They were trying to get a big run play there. Then they'd reevaluate. It didn't happen. They held serve. They held their defense. They did a good job. And then they punted it down the field and gave the ball back. Nothing came to it. Teddy Bridgewater, I believe took a knee, went into halftime. Chiefs came back out in the second half and then nothing really happened. The other thing too, is that, you know, Denver could have gone for the field goal and didn't do it. So many things that occurred on that drive, not really mad about it because at times you just have to know what your strongest play is. And right now, Andy Reid's strongest plays is defense. Yeah. It is what it is. Not to mention, too, I mean, that's always been a tendency that we've noticed in Andy's tenure here in Kansas City is to play a little bit more conservative with his play calling now. Yeah. Hey, he's really come out of his shell over the past, like, three years, and I think that Mahomes doing the things that he's done has really led to that. But overall, you know, I've talked on this show about the sophomore slump for a quarterback and when – defenses and NFL defensive coordinators start kind of figuring out ways to frustrate you and stop what you're doing well. And you got to reevaluate. I still kind of think that we're in that time with Mahomes right now. So, you know, yeah, two years ago, minute 10 left, two timeouts. You got to go the length of the field before halftime. I'm sure they're chucking the ball down the field and trying to make something happen. But right now, the way the defense is playing, honestly, playing conservatively, it hasn't hurt them. They've won five in a row.
Yeah, I mean they're giving up eleven point two points a game. So yeah. right now all their all their offense has to do is get thirteen points. Yeah, and this the best right. defense right now anyway over the past five games that Andy's had in his entire time here. Yeah, and I, I, are there issues with this offense? One hundred percent. Are oh, yeah. they are they major issues? Not in my mind. I think some we we dive into a little bit later. There's a few stats that we'll get into when it comes to uh, number ten um, and things that are happening with him uh, on this offense. But again. The thing about this is that I thought they did a really good job of, of, of sharing that last night of what teams were doing with the two high safety. And you did see that there were several times where Collinsworth said, Denver's just not going to give up the run anymore. They're fed up giving up big yardage plays to Clyde Edwards, Alaire, and they started moving in. And when they did, the chiefs had big chunk yardage over the middle. It just so happened that sometimes those passes got dropped or sometimes Mahomes wasn't on target. The thing that kind of sucks about this is that, A, we're so used to big expectations paying off with this offense because of the just start that they had with everybody on this on this offensive side that's a superstar and got big plays. And then, two, it's, you know, now it doesn't happen all the time. So now when the opportunities come, the chances aren't as much out there. So when they try to throw a, you know, 20-yard pass – where you would see that three or four or five times in a game, you're only seeing that once or twice. And when it hits, it's noticeable. But when it doesn't hit, it's also noticeable. And the drops are an issue. That's an issue. It's clearly an issue. But the reason why at least the quarterback of the team, the captain of this team, the voice that I think has the most uh, definitive information behind it, which is Patrick Mahomes explained on the drive at 215 with Carrington Harrison, the reason why is they were just trying to run the ball, get a big, you know, cliche end of the game. I get it. You want to see the Mahomes of of old. You want to see the aggressiveness of this Chiefs offense and what it could do and really put the foot on the throat, um, you know, of a suffering victim. Didn't happen. Again, there were factors. And I think right now what you're doing is you're seeing Andy Reid lean on what's what's supportive. And right now what's supportive are the numbers that I've given you, and that's 11.2 points per game the last five weeks for the Chiefs. You got an offense you can trust to hold on to the ball, you'd think, or maybe you don't. So that's why you don't push it. You just took Denver out of the game before the first half, stopping them there, holding the ball. Why throw a quick slant pass that could get deflected and picked like we've seen so many times this year when you don't need to defer to that and just play the positives? Dan and KCK, finish our first segment out, man. You got the line. Hey, hi, Dusty. Hi, Nick. How you doing? Uh, my friend Frank was saying the Chiefs are playing championship-winning defense. Willie Gay with a big fourth down stop after 20 plays. Wow. That, that's the way to do it. And uh, Tony Hill with a big interception. Dirty Dan with a pick six. And he likes to do the pick six against Denver. And I would like to ask you something, uh, Dusty. I mean, yeah, Dusty and Nick. What do you think is happening with Josh Gordon? Do you think he's just uh, having trouble uh, doing the – Play calling with Andy. What do you think the problem is? And uh, and Derek Carr, we own a Arrowhead beatdown after he told John Gruden to take the team bus around Arrowhead. He wins one game and he tells John Gruden to take the team bus around Arrowhead. But what do you think? What do you think about uh, Josh Gordon? Do you think he'll catch on with the offense? Thanks for the phone call, Dan. Appreciate it every week. A banner Hall of Famer caller. Um, man, I don't know. Um, because I think that is indeed the biggest issue with this team. And we can dive into that a little bit after the break, but to get to your phone calls uh, point, Josh Gordon is what Josh Gordon is moving forward. Um, He's a body on a field that can cause a matchup to take away from something else. 
I don't think anything's going his way. I know our boss every single week takes a prop bet that he will get a touchdown because it's so astronomically high. It is that way for a reason. Josh Gordon is what Josh Gordon is. Josh Gordon does what Josh Gordon does, and at the end of the season, he was what he was. That's what it's going to be with Josh Gordon. I don't think any of us can expect. Man, his over-under is not even going to hit 100 for yardage, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. What, does he have 11? That's total right now? What, he's got one catch, right? One catch for 11 yards. That first game that he was active for. So I don't know. I mean, normally you kind of know if there's an interesting topic and a team player when either social media is talking about it or the main group of full-time radio guys are talking about it. That's kind of... Um, that's kind of where uh, that topic is. And right now, Josh Gordon is irrelevant on Twitter. He's irrelevant on Facebook, and he's irrelevant on the airwaves. So I would assume that everybody is content and knows exactly what Josh Gordon is going to be with this team, which is fine. I'm okay if he's like a you know a stunt double. If he is a guy that's out there, it's like, hey, let's put him up here with, with Travis Kelsey because we know that he can run a five-yard out. We know that Kelsey can run a five-yard out. Are they going to double team? And if he's wide open then hit him with a pass and try to move the chains. But I think that he's always like the fourth or fifth option on re- on a, like on a passing route. So. Right. I, and I mean, I think that's kind of what we're seeing him used as right now, because you haven't seen him actually be very involved in the offense. So the thought of Josh Gordon and what everybody thinks of Josh Gordon and the dominance that he showed for years, you know, in Cleveland and before this kind of hiatus from football, I think is more dangerous at this point than actually involving him in the offense. Now, I'm not going to say that by the end of the year, he can't be having, you know, a couple catches a game, something like that, but I wouldn't be counting on him to actually be a big time stat sheet filler and filling that void that Sammy Watkins left when he went to Baltimore. Right. I just don't see it happening. There is no number three receiver or two receiver. right now. No, I just, when that gets figured out, then the chiefs will have an answer to, I mean, they can already beat defenses of what they're trying to get to them. Once they get the number two receiver, then they've added another link to that code, and then it becomes a little bit more evident. And then there's your offense that you've so solely seeked, everybody out there that wants the 30 points a week. But right now they don't need it, and it's a blessing in disguise because it's fine. Patch it up. Get it ready. I'm interested to go look back and see what Tampa Bay did once they got on their Super Bowl run, once they lost to the Chiefs. If they were out there hanging 30 a week, they might have. i got to look up the numbers. But when we come back, um, setting the tone is key with this team, but more importantly with this defense. And we see it every, every single week. And I saw it this week and it cap and it happened early with a guy that it's good to see it from. This is the red reaction show with dusty Likens, brought to you by Hellsberg diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas city chiefs serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas city chiefs, 610 sports radio. Shop now during Volkswagen Lee Summit's end-of-year VIP sale and get special access to our pipeline of vehicles as low as 0% APR, low lease prices on 2022s, and no payments until next year. Our end-of-year VIP access sale won't last long. Get to VWLeeSummit.com. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Back in 610 Sports Radio, Red Reaction Show. Not our show, it's yours. 913-576-7610. Brought to you by Hillsburg Diamonds. Um, the official jeweler of Chiefs Kingdom. 
Serving the kingdom for over 100 years in over 200 locations. 913-576-7610. Jay Southland Toe Service text line. Not our show. It's yours. Chiefs win 22 to 9. Um, it is what it is at this point. Uh, the defense is what it is. This team is who they are. I think this offense is going to be just fine. I don't think there's anything to worry about with this offense. I just think that this offense is dealing with something that's a little bit more major than we've noticed um, before, or maybe that we've given given ourselves uh, time to really, really sit back and, and marinate on because this team desperately needs a second wide receiver. Um, for those wondering, McCole Hardman played nine offensive snaps. So the belief that the answer is 17 is, is gone. Now, we can get into a whole heap of discussions about how this team would be so much more awesome if they had a player like Cordell Patterson's role or like a Debo Samuel. I mean, that would be that would be Kevin Durant uh, to the Golden State Warriors after they won the World or the uh, NBA title, because then you've just got like a guy that's just such a playmaker that can do it all. Obviously, not play defense, but like pass, catch, you know, run, get an open field. And, and maybe that position does get more development as the NFL evolves, but props to both of those two guys because Cordell Patterson's been in the league for a while. And they tried to do that in Chicago, didn't work. Jack gets working in Atlanta, whatever they're doing with him, whatever role it is, but it just seems like having a 6'4 wide receiver slash running back has been quite beneficial for San Francisco, who was on a tear, lost this week. Debo Samuel didn't play, kind of weird. Um, but we went to the break and kind of teased that this team is different um, after they've set the tone. So when you watch when you watch the Raiders and Chiefs play this Sunday at noon, finally, man, a noon game. God, that feels good. Like I don't. It's been a long time, <laughs> yeah, man. man. I'm just saying for all of those out there that that have to put up with us. Um, what well, last noon game was the Washington game? Probably, yeah, because they played on Thanksgiving, had a bye Sunday night. Um, and that's been four weeks, right? Yeah. So yeah, they got flexed. Should have been a noon game, but anyways, Vegas Chiefs noon Sunday. Golly, that just that's nice, man. Like just nice. Um, but the thing is, is every time they play, there's some sort of message that gets brought onto the game, and most of the time, it is set by the tone of the defensive play, whether that's like a strip sack, whether. It comes in the beginning of the first quarter like it did last night, or it comes in the third quarter. There is always like some sort of statement, and I don't know how to explain this because it's very weird. It's like we're in the upside-down universe in Stranger Things, but the defense right now and the defense for the past month and a half has been the tone setter of this team. Like as soon as that defense makes that play, the entire team is all in, and last night, if you remember... It was when Williams for Denver took a handoff up the middle for like eight yards and then Juan Thornhill just met him dead on. And it didn't really go talked about in the game because it was like a nine-yard run and it was kind of depressing that they did that. But then right after that, second down, sack, Melvin Ingram. Right after that, sack. Or maybe it was like a stuffed run by Melvin Ingram and then a sack. First quarter. Denver, impressive wins. Like, they haven't been terrible. They've been that team that is exactly who they should be with Tyrod Taylor. I'm sorry, Teddy Bridgewater leading them at quarterback. 
And as soon as Juan Thornhill made that play, and as soon as he stuck Williams like he did, he just noticed it. It was like an invisible wave just kind of took over the team. And then what happens? The nice scripted drive for the offense. Why? Because the hit and the momentum and the quote-unquote swagger that this team plays with carried over into the offense because the defense set the tone. And you saw the calm collectiveness of this offense on that opening drive. It was like four yards, five yards. And something that I've also noticed, Mahomes is a little bit more vocal at the line of scrimmage. Like I've noticed more like Peyton Manning mannerisms on the line. Like there's more jibber jabber. I don't, I don't mean to disrespect it that way and call it that, but there's more like language being said at the line, at least to my knowledge, like from what I notice. And Maybe it's just because at Arrowhead they've been playing there so long the last few times, but maybe it's because it's so quiet when they're offense, but the defense set the tone, and Juan Thornhill set that tone. And the rest of the night, Denver was gone. Like, Denver just disappeared. Like, life completely taken out of them after that hit happened. The offense went and had the opening drive. Mahomes runs it in. Butker can't miss field goals and ferocious wins. And the defense held serve. So I thought the most important part last night and what happens every game is that the defense sets the tone. And then again, the defense finishes off with Thornhill getting a pick and Dan Sorensen going to the house. But Nick, I don't know if you notice like in the game, because it hasn't really been the offense that set the tone or done something to set the tone. Maybe it was in that Vegas game a couple weeks ago when they won 41-14. But Juan Thornhill laying them out last night after, a, I guess, an eight-yard run, which is a positive after a negative, set the tone. Oh, yeah, and I mean, I noticed it right at the beginning of the game, that first drive, Melvin Ingram getting back there and just kind of blowing up the offensive line. Like, from that point on, you could tell plan A wasn't going to work for the Broncos last night. You know, they were going to have to do some more, like, run the ball, ball control style, rollouts, and things that, you know, Teddy Bridgewater just isn't as comfortable with. But the defense really over this five-game stretch here and this five-game winning streak has set the tone. It's been a lot of that defensive line. It's been the defensive backs and the safeties making big plays on the other end of that. And it's really just, it's putting teams in a position that the Chiefs offense used to put other teams in, in the opposite way, where the Chiefs offense used to go out there and be so explosive that you kind of just had to throw out your game plan and try to play catch up and it wasn't going to work because then you're going to make some mistakes because nobody can match the Chiefs offense or at least you know, the offense of the past few years. And now it's like the defense is coming out and they're saying, hey, it's going to be hard to score on this defense all day. Nothing's going to be easy. And I think that's also a little bit of why we're seeing the offense be the way that it is because they know that right now what's more important than going out and scoring 40 points is giving that defense a breather because right now it's the it's the strength of this team. Yeah, they lean on this defense, and that's what this offense does. That's why this offense has changed its disguise towards that and what's also interesting with this defense is the fact that Melvin Ingram is a perfect example of what free agency can be and why it can be so positive for a team Melvin Ingram is a guy that in Pittsburgh for some reason it just didn't work he wasn't there I mean obviously I didn't watch every Pittsburgh game like I watch every Chiefs game but it didn't seem like if that that type of player with that type of impact and that just being that tenacious and ferocious on the defensive line, you'd think that a team like Pittsburgh would be like, eh, we'll make this guy happy. We'll add some incentives or we'll do something where we can get this guy some more action. And, and then he comes to Kansas City. And what an addition Melvin Ingram has been. 
I mean, it seems that he is early and often disruptive in the backfield. It's like they use all of his power on full blast for the first two to three drives on defense, and it's worked out because he's been disruptive in the backfield. He's been a menace to quarterbacks, and it just shows that free agency and the trade deadline can be beneficial for the Chiefs because it, to me, clearly looks like he's happy where he's at and wants to play here and wants to strive here because he's been a top defensive performer for this team that has a top nine defense in the NFL, according to DVOA, when it comes to points allowed or scoring defense. And Melvin Ingram is a big part of that. And you see yourself every week getting better and better on defense, and it's because they're gelling, they're getting better uh, as a unit, and they know they're the leader and the voice of this team. You have many captains on that defensive side. Maybe three. Matthew Jones, and if you give Frank Clark one of those captain cards. I don't know if you do. He seems like a really good side guy that has a big voice. But Chris Jones and Tyron Matthew, both very, very vocal on the defensive side. And Melvin Ingram has definitely joined that fraternity of brothers where they're coming together and they're solidifying themselves as a defense and they're carrying it with them because it might be a little aggravating, you know? Every year you go out there and it's like, hey, your offense is really good. The offense are studs. Everybody likes Kelsey and Hill. Hey, here's 95. Here's 55. Here's 32. Lejarius Sneed is well playing well. Fenton, who was out, played has been playing well all season long as a corner on this team. And it just goes to show you that free agency can be very beneficial because it seems that Melvin Ingram is very happy where he's at. At least his play speaks to that volume. And you can tell they're all hungry on the defensive side uh, to get more jewelry. I talked about it earlier in the show. Man, if Tyreek is going to support my theory that he's the best wide receiver in football, he better get better with this current problem. This is the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens, brought to you by Hellsberg Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Victory Monday. Um, I guess I've got to check myself because I got to stop setting the uh, setting the points so high for Chiefs predictions. This week my prediction was I don't know if it's still up. But I think it was oh it was thirty one twenty. I just thought that maybe this was like the week where we see that typical division game where it's a little slow to start. Then the road team gets a little bit of a surprise score or whatever that was. And really, Denver didn't even... The Chiefs kind of gave them a touchdown. Yeah, it was almost like they felt bad. There was like an effortless try uh, for Javante Williams on that little... I mean, I loved it because I streamed him everywhere in Fantasyland because he was... By the way, he is a very favorable stream or just lock the rest of the way. Um, But... With Williams' run, with that pass, it was just kind of like they let them have that dump off. And if you go back and watch it, you don't have to because I'm sure you're watching this Buffalo-New England game, which, by the way, New England leads 11-8. to eight. Is that what it's 11-7? 11-7. 11-7. Yep. 18 that's, total points. That's literally the that's score of this game. Yeah. 
Um, so there's a lot of us out there that are hoping that the score either remains the same or they only score about 10 more points, which it looks like literally football hell out there. Like there's some people out there like Jay Binkley's of the world. And I think truly believe like the Patrick Mahomes of the world that when the temperature is at its worst and what I mean by worst, I mean like snow, wind, and just bitter cold. That's how football should be played. I disagree. See, this is one of those games where <laughs> I don't want to be there. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. watch it. It well, just sucks. Like I feel like even though it's a good game, if you didn't want to go and you wanted to sell your tickets, not you'd have to drop the price. And I'm not mad about it. Yeah. Like if you made fifty bucks off selling your tickets because of what the temperature is in that game, brutal. Like I believe this Sunday at noon. What do you think the temperature is in Kansas City, Nick? I think it's supposed to get a lot nicer. Yeah, I know it's supposed to be 60 like, on Friday. Yeah, it was like 70 on Friday almost. So weather app, iPhone, Sunday, 55. Oh, beautiful. Now low, that's football weather. Man. Low at 29, so you're finally going to get into that cheese feel where like you show up to the tailgate at 730 with a hoodie and a jacket see and You see your breath, you know, you, you see your, all the smoke coming up and yeah. out, out of the tailgate. You, you got your coffee either yeah. in your tin like a badass or you're wearing your uh, Starbucks, uh, you know, you got your Starbucks caramel cream latte or whatever it is. Yep, that's Because it's cold, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, and then by the time you're getting ready to walk in the game, you're shedding the jacket, losing the gloves, maybe taking the, the beanie in there, but that's it. Um, but... This game moving forward and this season moving forward for the Chiefs is only going to get better for them when their offense starts to limit mistakes. And what's crazy is that the mistakes that they're making aren't necessarily uh, unfixable or anomalies of mistake. It's not like we're out there seeing Mahomes constantly botch snaps or we're seeing Kelsey and Tyreek Hill fumble the ball. The problem is, is that your best wide receiver on the in the field has got a drop problem. And I am one who has actively stated several times on many different platforms on this station that Tyree Kill is the best wide receiver in football. He's making me want to go back and re-deliver that debate. Because I always said... And again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rule out somebody's most popular uh, pick, and that's DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins was a year ago. And then the injuries have started to pile up to where I just can't have a guy that's going to be missing six, seven games a year be the best wide receiver in football. Just like Julio Jones was. And then when Julio Jones started missing those games, DeAndre Hopkins was just kind of like, hey, I'm, I'm still here in Houston with nobody at my quarterback. And, and this guy named Bill O'Brien at coach that's really trying to ruin my career in this franchise. But Tyreek Hill's got a drop problem. And NFL research on Twitter last night tweeted out, Patrick Mahomes has now thrown 12 interceptions this season, matching his career high from 2018. And according to Pro Football Focus, five of those interceptions have come on dropped passes. That is the most for any quarterback this season. So I'll listen to you if you want to say, Mahomes really shouldn't have 12 interceptions. He should really only have seven. Okay. I'm good with that. Because according to Pro Football Focus, five of Mahomes' interceptions that are recorded as interception have come on dropped passes, the most by any quarterback this season. And on three of those, including last night's that we saw, were passes dropped by Tyreek Hill, 
who leads every receiver in that category. So, yes, the, the Chiefs have a problem with wide receiver number two position getting filled. But another problem is they have a problem with their wide receiver number one not catching the ball. And I'm not someone on this airwave that's going to be like, you're paid to catch the ball, catch it. He knows that. I'm just stating out the obvious of why you ask yourself week in and week out, when's the offense going to explode? It's because the offense hasn't, again, what Patrick Mahomes has constantly stated, haven't played their best football yet. They're not. Tyreek Hill has cost Patrick Mahomes three of his 12 interceptions. That's absurd to say out loud because of how good Tyreek Hill has been. And to reiterate how good Tyreek Hill has been, this is the most drops he's ever had since 2018. So what rookie Mahomes was doing and second year Tyreek Hill was doing, we're playing young football. They're, they're veterans now. They got to clean it up. That's why the offense isn't where it is to where it needs to be. And if you didn't notice last night, when Mahomes threw that pick that got dropped by Tyreek Hill, Mahomes was pissed off. And Tyreek's his guy. But Mahomes was pissed. Like, he mm-hmm. got to the point where he was just like, yeah, nuts enough. And I've had a boss at my other job where I feel like I'm probably one of his top three guys. And I don't mean this in arrogance. I just, I've been there long enough. I know enough to where they can lean on me and be like, hey. But there's times where I've dropped passes during the shifts. And I've seen my boss look at me and be like, come on. Really? Like this? Come on. Whereas other times I might forget to do something. He's like, ah, it's all right. You know, you, you get a pass. But when that same thing keeps happening, it gets to a point where you're like, hey, figure it out. So he leads. I don't know if he leads. He doesn't lead. But he has six drops this year. He had six in 2018, five in 23 in 2019. The reason why those numbers are all weird is because those were all in complete seasons. Tyreek Hill has played 12 games. And he has six drops. So he has a drop every other game which for him, for the credibility that he wants, for the smoke that he brings, can't do that. And when you cost your quarterback three of those picks of his 12, which are career highs, there's a little bit of man-in-the-mirror situation going on. And it's been sloppy all around, too. I mean, it's not just Tyreek Hill. Like, we've seen, you know, Kelsey and Pringle and Robinson and all these guys, Hardman, have some drops throughout the season. And, you know, balls that usually – in the past, they've been catching. So, I mean, I think it's a little bit contagious when you start dropping the football like that and getting a little sloppy. But at the end of the day, it's like if Tyreek Hill is the top five wide receiver in the NFL, which I believe he is, you believe he is. Yeah, I didn't say he's top three. Yeah, it should. I mean, eventually it should work itself out. But, like, those are plays that you need to make. And I'm with you, too, of where it's like, you get paid this much money, you got to catch the ball. Like, yeah, obviously. Like, everybody knows that. He knows that. That's not the issue here. It's just, you know, you got to tighten it up a little bit. And sometimes you go through slumps, and, you know, it's it's not much different than when a baseball player is going through a huge drought or something like that, you know? Now, he's still out there producing otherwise, but they haven't had that same kind of, you know, swag on offense and that mojo that they've had by hitting the big plays and really yeah. lighting up the scoreboard and everything. And I think, you know, that's having a little bit of an effect on the players. It's making them overthink things, maybe running around a little too shallow or Mahomes is putting the ball a little bit too high, too low, all that kind of stuff. And that's one thing that, you know, this offense is really missing right now is that cohesiveness from play to play to play. 
Like there's been a lot of plays this year where a big drop like that has killed a drive and right. it's turned into points on the other side. So that's really, I mean, that's what they need to work on. And it starts with your leaders. It starts with Tyreek Hill and it starts with Travis Kelsey and starts with Mahomes. And I think they own that. I don't and think they know it. Yeah. yeah, they know it. It's not like anything that's going to like make them emotional. Oh, it's going to change their game. I mean, you know, they're saying it too. Right. And I got to catch that ball. You know, you I got to put that ball in the money. Yeah. And if you want to do a little study or you want to do a little stat uh, tracing yourself, follow Tyreek Hill the rest of the season. So starting from week 14, which isn't a lot, to week 18. So the next four games, the game against Denver, or the game against Vegas, Chargers, Broncos. I guess there's five games. Broncos and Steelers and Bengals. That extra game's really screwing me up. Yeah. So Still. there's five more games left. So follow those five games. And in those five games, just see what Tyree Kill's catch-to-drop ratio is. Because most, most receivers in the NFL right now have maybe three. Maybe three. But it's an easy fix because the guy that led the league in drops last year, Deontay Johnson, I think he had like a, upwards of like 11. He has only one this year, so it, it's definitely easy to change. Um, we're headed to another Raider week, but let's just hope they stay awake for what's coming in two weeks because that's the most important part. When we come back, we talk about this AFC. By the way, Patriots leading 11-7. to seven. The third quarter just started. Buffalo has the ball. It's a uh, – yeah, it sucks there weather-wise. Windy, cold, whatever you want to call it, brisk, winter, December, love to see Buffalo. It. You love, love to, to see, see it. it. But we come back, Raider week, but it's not about Raider week. It's, it's about – it's about two weeks. This is the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. By Hellsberg Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Back in Red Reaction Show. Got to get out of here pretty quick because it is almost 9 o'clock. I'm sorry. I know you like it. AFC action tonight, 11-7 to is the lead for the Patriots as they go for seven in a row. Uh, I guess if you've been betting Washington, Kansas City, and New England the last five weeks, four weeks, you've been doing pretty well. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, speaking of pretty good, pretty good content all week on 610 Sports Radio. Remember, tomorrow, uh, Pete Sweeney, my guy, uh, he joins Fesco and guys, Fesco, Kling, and Ryan in the morning at 8, and they have Dana and Hughes at 9.30. I mean, there's an offensive-minded guy. If you want to hear about the offense, there you go. If you want to hear about what offenses you, then listen to Pete at 8. Uh, Cody and Gold, they have Nate Taylor, who you heard before, with Jay Binkley on the Nate Taylor Show. Nate Taylor joins Cody and Gold at 1 o'clock tomorrow, and then the drive Again, the guy you just heard last night, Jay Binkley, he joins the drive at 2.15, and Mitchell Schwartz is there for the entire 3 o'clock hour. Mitchell Schwartz, by the way, if you don't follow him on Twitter, uh, quite the joy to watch him on Twitter explain things. A very smart individual, that Mitchell Schwartz, um, and quite hilarious, too. Very dry humor, if that's your thing. Mitchell Schwartz is your follow. He should be a follow either way. But again, Pete, Dana, Nate, Bink, Mitch Schwartz, all tomorrow on a Tuesday uh, slow day in sports, but a fun day on radio. So make sure you're locked in on 610 Sports Radio. Tonight, uh, we just reiterate Chiefs' reaction to winning 22-9 to against the Denver Broncos. 
We talked about at the beginning of the show, the numbers that stick out. It's five in a row uh, for the Chiefs. That's now happened every single year in Andy Reid's nine-year tenure in the Kansas City Chiefs. So it's almost like these scripts are always going to be there for you. Like at least once a year, the Chiefs are going to win five games in a row. When it happens, I don't know, but it's going to happen. Um, they're going to win after their bye as Andy Reid is now 20-3 and three after the bye. They still have not lost to the Broncos as long as Patrick Mahomes has been the starter. And their defense in the last five weeks, after these five straight wins, they have given up a total of an 11.2 average a week to opposing de- to opposing offenses. That's the most insane part to me. It's crazy. Because when we started this show, season two of this show anyway, yeah, beginning of the year, you know, we didn't really have a lot of hope in the defense. We thought they got a little bit better, but then... You know, through seven weeks, we're like, this is the worst defense of all time. Yeah. People were actually throwing out the stats to back it up, too, that it was historically the worst defense of all time. And now you're talking about the top 10 defense in the NFL. Yeah. It's wild. I mean, there's reason to be, you know, freaked out about this. I mean, their defense gave up 29, 36, 30, 30, 30. Then it gave up 13, 27. 17, 7, 14, 9, 9. I mean, like, there's not a better turnaround in sports this year that we've seen than this Chiefs defense. Now, if this offense starts hanging 40 on people and they start winning 40 to 3, the season's over. Oh, yeah. Lock it in. The AFC West might be over. It's Raider week. No one cares because you're coming off Denver Broncos and the Raider week thing is dead because the Raiders just are irrelevant and they lost to the Washington football team. Now their season is basically done. Um, they need a surprise win. And again, I think the Chiefs, like Dan and Casey K mentioned earlier on his phone call, I think the Chiefs want blood this week. They got it in Vegas with a 41-14 to 14 win over the Raiders the last time they played. And the last time the Raiders were here, they drove the bus around the stadium for a victory lap. And they beat them at home week five last year. And that's when everybody was like, eh. Same Chiefs. Well, they looked to win six in a row because then in two weeks, that's when it gets serious. That's when you play the Los Angeles Chargers on Thursday night, and that's what happens. That's when it gets serious. That's when, if you win that game, you've locked up the division. Locked it up. Over. Done. Finished. The AFC West is over. Chiefs win it. Chiefs are getting a playoff spot no matter what. Then you just kind of hope and see what happens around the rest of the AFC. That's why this game has everybody intrigued tonight, even though it's only 11-7 to and the conditions are terrible. And every play is a run play. doesn't matter because you're hoping other teams lose. But nothing's changed with this Chiefs defense in the last five weeks. And in fact, what they've done to teams is just quite remarkable. This defense is arguably just as explosive as its offense once was. Chris Jones is a personality. Tyron Matthews is a personality. Frank Clark is a personality, and they're all leaders. Legereus Sneed is on the come up. Rashad Fenton, when he's in, has played well. And finally, you don't have to see a lot of Dan Sorensen, so when you see a little bit of Dan Sorensen and it pays off, it feels like it's great. Pick six. Juan Thornhill last night has an interception, and basically Teddy Bridgewater has his worst game of his entire season and probably in the last two years. In fact, I think they said when Teddy Bridgewater threw that first interception, it was the first interception in 157 pass attempts. And it was a bad interception. Threw it right to Thornhill. Didn't read the zone. Chiefs in his head because Thornhill laid Williams out on an eight-yard run, set the tone for the defense, and start watching every single week. 
you'll see it. The tone of the defense changes with a gigantic setting play. Whether it's a hit, whether it's a pick, whether it's a sack, whether it's a strip, whatever it may be. That's what it is. But the Chiefs have won five in a row. Their defense is giving up 11.2 points per game. If they can go less than nine again, who knows, man? But they're a top nine scoring defense in the NFL. That is huge considering where they were before. But it's 12 o'clock. It's the Raiders. It's on 106.5 The Wolf. It's on 610 Sports Radio. Pre-game Arrowhead Bright pre-game show or post-game show with Jay Binkley, Pete Sweeney, Josh Klingler. Again tomorrow, Pete Sweeney, Danny Hughes in the morning show. Nate Taylor at 1 o'clock. And the afternoon show is Jay Binkley at 2.15 and Mitchell Schwartz for the 3 o'clock hour. Thanks to Nick Price. Thanks to you guys. The Red Reaction Show. It's not our show. It's yours. I'm Dusty Likens. Stay safe. Be easy. Have a good week. And uh, we'll talk to you next Monday night. Hopefully it's six in a row and the Chiefs are, you know, win by 15. I'm out. Have a good night, Kansas City. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.